previously on Box Cutters. And none of us here. Predominantly staffed by whores and perverts. Box Cutters. Hello. And welcome. Hello. And welcome. And welcome to Box Cutters, episode 280. And five. Take the third exit. Clocks can be loud. My, 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 my name is Josh Canal. Introbot 3000. To my left, John Richards. Glenn Peters. Courtney Hockey. Toby Halligan. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Brett Cropley. Evening, viewers. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. Coming up in this episode... Some stuff. We're not kicking things off with the box cutters news. I'm in New York! <laughs> oh, oh, I like it. We're joining the studio now by the wonderful Courtney Hawking. Yeah, thanks it's for coming me. in. That's all right. It's, it's, it's such dedication to come all this way. I've come from across the world you to be off. here. You have all the from, way back from the depths of Africa. You've come in. You've come in with some very, some very important, very important business. Yes, I wanted to talk to you about communal television watching, mm. which I don't do a lot of. So I'll we, be we, we had no, a letter. Tell we, us about your house. We yes. had a letter. We had a letter a while a while ago about uh, from, from a listener, uh, Kieran, I believe, who uh, liked to watch Community with her friends. Yes, that's right. Or his or friends. his friends. Damn it. So, well, it's okay. We've it's got, one of those names, it. like Alice. Kieran wrote to say that, that they like watching Community with their friends. But also, I think in, in when we have been talking about how we like to watch TV, we've talked a little bit about how you ten, you watch some TV on your laptop on your own, such as myself. Yep. Some people, we like to watch these things together. Specifically, I'd like to talk a little bit about programs we like to watch with our parents. Mm. Uh, Do you watch much TV with your uh, parents? Most embarrassing bodies. Yeah, my parents like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird, and, the, and my dad gets really embarrassed. And my like, mum medical procedures and. I I saw a special of that show that was all about vaginas, and then I couldn't go to sleep. Because <laughs> you're exactly excited. <laughs> you didn't see the things that I saw, Brett. No, I didn't. We used to watch like the cooking shows on SBS together. Mm. And that was pretty much it. That's it. Although my mum and I used to watch West Wing together. Oh, that's good. Uh, and then my dad would walk in and go, "Oh, you're watching this show? I'll come back." <laughs> because there are, there's different. There's the difference between special lady time. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were braiding each other's hair yeah. and having pillow fights. This is uh, I like Josh the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not how I talk. The- <laughs> Uh, the uh, the thing is that like the, my parents and I we, we have very very different tastes when when yes. it comes to to television. I'm I'm a lot more critical than they are. Well, yeah, because this is your podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> not surprisingly, they uh, so so there's not a lot that I can watch because they go, oh, that's okay, and I go, oh no, that's terrible. Mm. But see, I I find the thing with like watching TV with my parents is you have to come to a happy medium. Like my dad would like to be watching sport, whereas my mum and I don't want to be watching sport. My mum wants to be watching the Real Housewives of whatever. Mm. My dad and I don't want to be watching that. So we tend to come to the happy medium of law and order. Okay. A lot of law and order. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Nurse like Jackie? to. Uh, no. No? Oh, no. That doesn't cover the bases? 
No, not in the slightest. Oh. It's mostly Law and Order and Judge Judy. Primarily, I think what my parents like to do is see people be judged and punished <laughs> yep. for being dumb. That's mostly what they enjoy. Oh, for, for being dumb. So not just judged and punished and then, then they're going... It's totally what you should have done to Courtney years ago. No, 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 no. They they less like to see people getting what's coming to them, especially yeah. on Judge Judy. They enjoy that a lot. And um, my mum does that quite seriously, and like, oh, she's an idiot. Whereas my dad does it sort of in a really dry way to kind of wind me up because he knows that I think it's like a really exploitative crap show. <laughs> And then my mum agrees with my dad and is like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, but he's only saying that to wind you, me up. He doesn't even agree with you. Uh, That's my Joan. <laughs> well, the other thing, and I will, I will be honest, uh, Joan and I, uh, well, if I'm homesick, for example, or mm. have a day off from work, there will be a you'll, bit You'll of... go over to their house and... No, 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 no. no. We'll both watch The Bold and the Beautiful... And then one of us will call the other at exactly like one minute to five when the credits are on and talk about what's happened. Really? Yeah. This is... Uh, <laughs> something we like, didn't know. Did mm. you... Like, she, like, she'll be like, I can't believe he did that. Oh, Ridge, he's always such a bastard. Now, are you watching it ironically and Joan's watching it honestly? Do, do you get any gauge on... No, jo- Joan understands that it's rubbish. Joan even has a level, like sometimes she'll ring up, she, I'll say, did you watch it? She said, oh, it was a bit too silly for me today. Right. So there's a level that okay. even Joan won't put up with in The Bold and the Beautiful. Wait, too far, too crazy. Were there any other uh, soaps that you would watch with your mum? I remember being really little and she liked to watch... Um, Not Landing. No, like the young and the restless. What is it with you and guessing today? <laughs> My, I wasn't that old. Anyway, um, that was eight. Saying I look old. You just, you just. So, someone will say a genre of a show, and, <laughs> and just Brett throw will just, it out just, there. Just, just guess, just just on the off chance. He's like, it's, it's, it's like he's at the casino. He's going, and I'm putting everything on twenty two. <laughs> at the very last minute, as yeah. well. Twenty two. <laughs> Okay, man in the blue shirt. Yes. Oh, 18. <laughs> no, because there's like, there's the young and the restless, and then there's Days of Our Lives. And she liked, I think she liked Days of Our Lives, but not the young one. of them she liked, the other one she didn't. And I could never really tell right. the difference. Mm. But there was a difference. One of them was silly, the other one wasn't. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I, I think she would have been a, a Young and the Restless watcher then. Because Days of Our Lives is pretty silly. Yeah. I think, I think that's the one. With Victor, who's actually Jennifer Aniston's dad. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that one. Anyway. So my mum... But she does have an awareness that I think it's a bit ridiculous. And, you know, she's not... Mm. She has some irony in her watching. But, but it's, it's something does. that you can connect on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and I think that's... It's an entirely... Because I would never... If it wasn't for that, I would never watch... Something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's another kind of way of watching television that I quite enjoy. I quite, I quite enjoy that. Because um, I couldn't say, hey, mum and dad, let's watch Breaking Bad. You know, like they're not going to. Even I'm telling my dad, you should really watch The Shield. It's really good. You know how I told you to watch The Wire and you couldn't understand it because mum won't let you have the TV up loud enough at night because it wakes her up and you couldn't hear what was saying. So why don't you watch The Shield? It's really good. You'll really like it. And he's like, oh, that guy looks like a bit of a grub. Like the, the, the bald guy. Oh, Did you watch that's that? So, that's, I know exactly. What, that, that is such a frustrating feeling. Yeah. Of the oh, you you're discounting it for for the the 
just no reasons. And but that's, and I said to him, that's that's kind of the point. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. a lot of the point of it. That's why it's really good. You'll really, but he can't. He's like me. If you tell me you would really like something, I will not do it. And then later on, I will come to it and go, oh, look at that thing. And then go, oh, that's really good. Someone should have... Oh, yeah, a lot of people tell me that. Another reason I can't watch TV with my parents, I can't watch TV live with my parents, is they, they have the ads on. Yeah. And if I mute the ads, they're suddenly going, what's happened to the TV? Why is the sound... Go-? <laughs> right? they, they, can't, they can't work out what's, why is there no sound. And it takes them a while. warranty for the TV. And we go, through, we go through that process a, a, for, for a while. And, uh, but... but the ads, I don't understand it because they have their television up pretty loud yeah. as well. Because they also like to go into the kitchen, but still, still be, be able, able to, to hear, hear the the TV. Mm. So they need to have it at that level, right? Mm. And, uh, and and that so, makes it that makes the ads excruciating. That right. level. Yeah. And the ads are like, and now it's just got blood coming yeah. from my ears. They're like, and why do you want to hear that? You don't want to hear that. It's just because they don't realize they have a choice. They, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just don't. But also, yeah. it, it it magnifies for them how loudly they're listening to it because then they hear the silence and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. I think, really well, I think that. they don't have that that sort of quick. Okay, now we can go back to having a conversation, and then and then when it comes back on, we'll stop and go back to, you know, that that switch in the brain that you can quickly go from one thing to another. They just don't do that. Also, my dad thinks that the ads are a reason to change the channel. So my dad's my dad's channel flicker, which is another reason that I never really watched TV with with dad. So he gets hooked on something else and doesn't go back to and the doesn't original go back to the original. Oh, that, but that's not cool. You can't do that when there's no. other people in the room. We've but, agreed. We're watching this thing. But that's how he's always because ever since ever since having a remote control. That's what he does. His TV, mm. his remote. Yeah. I've, and I've seen him. I've I've walked into the room where he has fallen asleep in front of the TV with his finger on the remote control. So, so it's just going up channel, up, 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 up. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It's, but that's, I mean, that's, that's how he gets enjoyment out of television. It's just by flicking. By that's how he keeps interested. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, that's, and that's how you, like you and I would have 15 years ago. And and really you should just get into the, the time shifting and ad skipping. They also don't have, you know, we watch things that we download that don't have the ads in it anyway, and we'll watch DVDs that don't have the ads in it. So we're used to watching the program without ads, whereas they, my parents never watch anything on DVD. So that the ads are, that's, that's part of it. I gave my parents Mad Men about a year ago to, to watch on DVD because they asked for it oh. and, they've, and, they still, and they still haven't watched it uh, because they're not of the... Uh, they, they don't have that same compulsion to watch a show, so it's, yeah. they never had the race home the to watch to watch a TV show. Never understood the collecting a series, watching the whole story mm-hmm. through. If they were home, they would watch it, and if they weren't home, they wouldn't watch it. I think that's that's another really interesting thing too. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday because it was, you know, it was a really nice day. Hopefully, um, <laughs> in Africa, yeah. yeah, it's amazing over there. Anyway, so um, but. How now, if I have a spare time on a Sunday afternoon, I'll watch a few episodes of a TV series. Whereas when I was younger, my parents would go out in the garden and do some, you know, stuff. They don't don't consume TV as nearly as much as we do. So it's a completely different... But when um, when I was growing up, Courtney, which was a good, you know, 15, 20,000 years before you were growing up, hmm. they, they used to have really great programming on on a, a, a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. That's where I, mm. I saw a lot of Jerry Lewis movies, a lot of Ma and Pa Kettle, uh, a lot of Marx Brothers stuff. Elvis. 
Uh, I didn't. I didn't get into the. I didn't get into the Elvis, but the uh, Danny Kaye films, and I got a lot of a lot of my filmic education came from like Saturday afternoon afternoons. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so yeah, mum and dad were out in the garden doing their gardening stuff. I just thought they were killing really good TV watching time. So you're lucky though, because my mum had no, like I would uh, fastidiously record you know, the X-Files and Good News Week and, like, stop it at exactly the end of the credits and then start recording the next week at the, you know, like, this many episodes on a 240 tape and come on. Uh, My mum has no respect for television whatsoever and would talk through anything you would watch. Like, she would, it would be like she would wait until you sat down and that would be the moment to come and talk to you about Whatever. So probably until... My brother and I have the same experience. Probably until I was about 18. He and I, I don't think, ever saw a program all the way through. Right. Without having her come and talk to us at that time. Um, And also go, well, if you're doing that, then you should be doing chores or in the garden or something else. So that's why I sit in my room alone a lot and watch seven seasons of The Shield in two weeks because I never had that chance as a You're child. Scared. Yeah, mm. it's it, it is it is really you know, this is this is definitely a nurture or anti-nurture yeah. response. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and but it's the same now. And it, she just it's not now. Now I'm older and and I go and watch TV with my parents. She just doesn't have, doesn't care. She just gets bored, no matter what it is. And then we'll start a conversation. So even if my dad and I are watching Law and Order and we're like, who's it going to be? We're about to find out. Ah, you know, let's have a chat about, oh, I saw this person. I saw Denise the other day and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So so you don't feel like you can say... Hey, just hang on two just minutes because we're about to find out who We do, who was. but you have to be a bit, you know. And she talks over the television, so it's not she won't even just mute the television no. and say, let's have a talk about... No, sometimes it will turn... You know, we're not, like, always in front of the TV. We do, you know, talk to each no, other. No, no, but I'm saying, but if, the, if there's a TV show on and she wants to say something, she's not going to mute the TV show. No. She will just talk over the TV yeah. show, competing with the TV show. Yes. Yeah, my parents do that too. Brett, does your, your dad do that? Uh... Uh, well, generally, if I'm watching anything, then I can re- pause it. So, but but if 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 you're at your house with your, um, with your dad, you've got control of the remote control, or does he have control? Well, no, of the control? no, no, because uh, I generally our, our taste doesn't cross over. Sometimes I watch I watch uh, the footy show for the car crash element of it mm. that that he's watching. Um, but yeah, that's not much. Right? Can I can I say something about the footy show? Yes. So. Um, I had an article in the paper because uh, I wrote it and they printed <laughs> it and that was exciting. And so I was like Googling to find the article yep. and I found a thing on YouTube where someone had recorded MTR, obviously someone from MTR because nobody else listens. Mm. They had recorded Steve Price reading out loud an article that I wrote about Sam Newman's plastic surgery. Ah. To Sam Newman. Have you heard ever heard of a Melbourne comedian and writer called Courtney Hocking? I have not. Can I just quote two paragraphs of from her? Of course it? you can, Stephen. It's your show. Uh, she says, I presume Courtney Hocking's a woman. I'm not quite sure whether it's a woman or a man. But anyway, uh, she or he says, I think my favourite study of the dark arts of plastic surgery would have to be Sam Newman. 
to be clear, the idea of anyone ever being attracted to Sam Newman in the first place gives me the urge to bathe in Pino Clean, dry off and deodorise with Glen 20. However, it does intrigue me that in feeding into his own ridiculous vanity, he is slowly becoming one of the very people he seems to so disdain. Who then responded by calling me... What did he call me? He... Hot stuff? No. Uh, a little spurter. Oh. A spurter. And a bush pig. Oh. oh, and a whore. Was? Yeah. And? Who was, who was only writing the article to try and get famous off his coattails. Courtney is trying to get noticed by clinging round the stems and imbibing the juices of stronger plants. She is a parasite, and the other things and people she would write about would be people in the public eye, because that's the only way a little spurter like her will get noticed. Show me my doll where Sam touched you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this is horrible. Amazing. That's horrible. Yeah, but. Uh, the first time I heard it, I was like a little bit, I was horrified. And then I thought, he sounds genuinely like I have pricked his vanity by saying he looks like one of the Asian people he mocks. Now he's had so much plastic surgery <laughs> that his eyes look pinned back, which is like a form of divine retribution. And also, why would you bother punching him in the face if he already looks like he's done so much damage? <laughs> this, is, this, this, is, this is a problem with... Uh and, and I don't think this is a generational problem. I think this is just a problem with celebrity in general. Mm. Uh, people like Sam Newman who can dish it out. Yep. But definitely can't, can't take, take it. it. And just the um, the out-and-out misogyny in the response to it. Just, you know, he, he said he said something about how I've never met Courtney Hocking, but I've, I know some people who have, and they say she's a bit of a bush pig. Right. Like, that's a valid... <laughs> this is oh well okay is it 1980 and are we in like a street in Templestowe? <laughs> <laughs> i think i think for sam newman constantly <laughs> it really is constantly. well th- thanks for bringing all of that to our attention courtney uh it's fascinating. happy times <laughs> i've not heard of young courtney and this is the point old, not a lot of people have heard of Courtney. Now, Courtney is trying to get noticed. Do you know where into the beginning of the 19th year, I think, of the football show, the footy show? The Channel 9 on, show. On Channel 9. This show that what she is saying, if it's a man or a woman, we I don't, don't know. know. Incidentally, I've been speaking to people who actually know that person. I don't know this, but they said she's a bit of a bush pig. And bush pigs, by their very nature, are feral. They are. And that, what she has said there is just ridiculous. And the double whammy is is the journal that she writes for is predominantly staffed by whores and perverts. Brett, in the studio right now, Mm. we've got John Richards. It's getting hot in here. And... And, because we've never had them in the same room at the same time. I know. We needed to prove that they are two individual people. Nelly Tom... No! It's Glenn Peters! <laughs> hi. 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 That's, that's I'm John Richards. <laughs> I'm Glenn Peters. <laughs> John, have you got some water there you can drink while... Uh... <laughs> that's creepy. That's creepy. Now, uh, recently in my house, we had to have a, a conversation. We had to have a sit down. Oh, you have to negotiate this stuff. We, yeah, it's hard. You're so grown up. Uh, the the question the question was put forth. How do you feel about us giving the sack to Dexter? <gasps> oh, 
Wait a minute. You, you're talking about Dexter before weeds. What, what, what Interesting. Would you, what would you think if we gave the, the sack to Dexter? And I had to think about it. I had to think about, well, what would that mean? Because I don't, I don't enjoy it. In the same way that I don't enjoy weeds. No. I, don't, I don't enjoy Dexter, but I see a lot in Dexter that I could enjoy if it was better. And so I'm constantly watching it, A, because I'm, as they say in the poker world, pot committed. But B, because I, I feel like there is so much potential there in, in the story that maybe, just maybe, I'll get that no, little something. Sorry to interrupt, uh, even in the intro, but you've already hit that psychological thing about relationships. You know, it's like you can change the man to... They always tell you that when women marry men who they know are, are, are damaged uppers. or a fixer up, yeah, and they're going, "Well, I know I can fix him and make him right," and it never works. So, do you never. Think, do you think I should be calling Dan Savage about Dexter? I think you should be calling Dan <laughs> Savage about about Dexter because it just says that you know, they're going. I, I know Dexter's been bad to me, and I, I know it, I don't get much out of this relationship. But it doesn't Dexter might much. change. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so good off. when it's good. So we've we've dumped it. We've dumped it in the house. We're not downloading it anymore. We're not. Te- I mean, for a long time we've been telling people not to watch it. But <laughs> we, and, and so is this just in the way of you? You, you keep up weekly with Dexter. Yes. Um, not doing it. Would you consider going back to it once it was all done and, and gorging yourself over a weekend? No. 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 That's it. I'm done with it. Are you I'm sad? Done, because I'm, we have many options about how we watch this stuff. I know. You can stockpile. There, I'm could, living proof of that. I could, <laughs> I could stockpile, but I, I would never go back to it. There are things that I've stockpiled, like uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire, mm-hmm. that I plan to, to go back to. It's on my stockpile. Uh, there are, you know, one of the great things about the flight from, from Australia to the US is that you can probably get through an entire season of a show. Yep. Just start to finish. They only play Modern Family on planes, don't they? That is sadly true. It, it speaks yes. the truth. Yeah, Virgin. Still... Virgin has the worst in flight. But the, so uh, they have moved on from Seinfeld on the flights. But I do have. <laughs> they have. It's Modern Family wow. all the way. But on um, the A380, you can plug your computer in, so so you can just watch stuff that you've brought, and it works. And it works. Oh. Um, yeah. Every time I see Modern Family, I think I'm in Changi Airport. <laughs> well, to, to talk planes, like Emirates uh, has this now this amazing uh, mind meld technology. You just plug your brain into their box, and it's just uh, there are whole seasons on the emirates one you can watch like all of mad men series four and you know, all of uh, oh. 30 rock season five there's more content on the emirates one now than you would ever actually be able to get through like in a whole year and you find yourself going uh, uh, boardwalk oh no i don't know i don't know which all of it i want to watch all of it can i watch all of it in like four corners of the screen with all of them just overlapping and yeah and 12 hour flight let's do this thing because 30 rock is actually a brilliant thing to watch for you know 12 hours because you can just put it on and you'll be happy but and they the, reset it at the end of the season so yeah, you're all good yeah, yeah it's it's such a rare occurrence that i will have gone through so many seasons of a tv show and then actually actively decided to to not follow it through but I don't know if other people do that. I don't know if normal people just go, oh, this has gotten crap, and then just don't watch it again. Isn't that how normal people work? I don't know. Because I mean, isn't that how television works? Isn't that why things get cancelled? Is it more significant when people talk about the show, like Dexter, the people always talk about it? Because there are two shows for me that I've done this to, and they should be my favourite shows ever in the history of the earth. One's Treme. Like, uh, that is a show about... You know, my favourite place that isn't Geelong or Melbourne. Yep. Uh, about well, New, my f- New Orleans is like a, a, a combination of the two. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's about my favourite music that isn't black metal. Yep. Um, 
and it's got some of my favourite actors with probably, you know, David Simon, who is, you know, my crazy god guy in my head. Um, I've watched one episode, loved it, and this is quite a long time ago, and said, this is too good for me to watch. Oh, you gave it the sack because it was too good. Too good. I've been too good to it ever go near. And 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 I, it's it's like when Leonard Cohen is coming down to Australia to play. I will not buy a ticket because I don't want to. I don't want to go through this. This is this is going to be too good. Uh, the other one is uh, uh, Mad Men. Um, it's got my favourite clothes. It's about advertising. Something I do. Um, it's supposed to be perfect, and it's got all these old school stories that I've read about in all the textbooks and all the stuff. Um, I won't touch it. I've watched three episodes of that show. I thought it was like Desperate Housewives, and everybody tells me how good it is, and I'm just not having a part of it. See, I don't think I don't think you would like Mad Men because our tastes are, are so similar, and we like. And you always don't like Mad Men. I'm, I'm the Mad Men booster in, in this, yeah. in, this yes. in this relationship. But even then, though, it's funny because Mad Men, which I absolutely adore, the first two series of. I, I thought series three lost its way. Series four, I did actually give give up about five episodes in and went uh, whatever. But then did buy a secondhand copy of the box set in a DVD shop and actually really liked it. So I don't know whether is that giving up when you kind of go back to it. That's 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 another bad relationship metaphor, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to it. It'll change. It'll but, change. And are, we, are we talking specifically about abandonment, like driving out to the country and leaving a puppy by the side of the road that you're never going to see again? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's that's. Is that what you do to puppies? That's what people do. People, that's, your friend. This, this is after, this is, this after, this is a, a, a well well tread trope in uh, TV. Just, you just, it's you Australia Day weekend, worrying. isn't it? Isn't yes. that yeah? That's, yeah. that's, that's what just what do. we do. Australia Day weekend. Uh, the uh, the telling sign for me with Dexter. Now that I look back on it, because hindsight in a relationship, it's really easy to 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 go back and find the moment. Dexter, you're a bitch. Back in we never bought the box set of Dexter. We kept. Thinking, oh, should we buy the box? We never made the commitment to the TV show. We kept watching it, but we never made that uh, that forever commitment of it, buying it on DVD. It's weird that for Dexter with me, actually, it was the other way around, because I bought it on DVD, because everyone kept talking about it. So I have the season one box set at home, and I'd never watched it, and we've watched like four episodes. You know, that's, that's as far as we got. Very, it's not very good. But, but we're talking about the Uber shows now, but what about uh, like the new Mary Portis, you know, show where she fixes up a shop i love her work i love everything she does but i abandoned that like 23 minutes in um i've already abandoned um the warwick kappa celebrity apprentice even though i loved every moment of it um it's gone it's gone and why why is that i don't know i I think if i'm going to get too emotional and bad emotional near the tv the house doesn't need me to go through this so, so you found yourself screaming at the TV? Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's, that's interesting and, as well. And it was Warwick Kappa that, that did that? It wasn't Pauline Hanson? <laughs> no, it was Warwick Kappa. Uh, so remember, uh, I, I think I wrote about this on, on the blog, the, uh, the, the wedding show where, where the, uh, the mm. girls compete wedding over off. who has the best wedding. Oh, and four weddings, wasn't it? Yeah, four yeah. weddings. And, and, so, so it's just, and it's just like an hour of, of audience... Audiences screaming at the TV, and some people like that. They think that's kind of an interactive. That that's TV being interactive. And the the show that I really think about is there was a British show that just ended a few months ago called The Shadow Line. Did anybody watch that? No, like an animation. Hour and a half. Um, really 
crazy, well-written drama with, with, you know, mad things happening. Now, I love that hour and a half, but this conversation happens in, in our house every few weeks. Whatever happened to that Shadow Line show? Yeah, it's on the hard drive. Are we going to go back to it? Ah, it's too hard. It's too cool. So was each, <laughs> was each episode an hour and a half? Yes. That's, that's, that's that is quite effort. Yeah. Yeah, and with like seven or eight crazy plots. It's funny though, because now you've brought this up, I'm trying to work out what shows did I give up? Because you were saying originally because they were bad. Is that, that's kind of that's, your... My, well, my, I, I would only give a show up if, if it was bad, because shows that aren't bad, I still intend to, to, to go back to. Because I know Six Feet Under, again, the show that I'm, I'm the booster for on this program, and no one no, else I love it. No, Brent, I, I do, I love, do you? Oh, love, I, 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 love. Okay. I love Six Feet Under. The first two no, series no, of Six Feet Under. Just imagine in the world, I'm the only person who doesn't Maybe like Maybe it's because you're so loud about it that I kind of, you know, I get distracted. I don't like it. Uh, but Six Feet Under, the first two series, I think, are phenomenal. I gave up at some point in series three or four. I can't really Really split them in my head. Crazy I've bad. never watched series five, but I still will say that the first two series are one of the best you know bits of television ever made. The fact that I gave up on it doesn't make me doesn't dismiss the power of the first. But two anyone seasons. could have given up between I think it was three and four. Where it Lily was, Taylor destroyed it. It was she, she destroyed Nate. Well, but it was also the, so the show about. itself kept resetting Ruth. It didn't know what it was doing. It kind of it was felt treading like water. It, was, it was treading water. And the first two series are so strong with what they're trying to say that after that, but I still really like the first two series. The flip side of that is Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which I only watched recently and did find myself... Because the, the pilot for Studio 60 is really good. The, the, the pilot, aside from the last five minutes, is great. It's great. And then each episode gets a little bit worse. And then you get kind of captivated by how bad it's becoming and how unhinged it is and how you just want to punch Aaron Sorkin in the face repeatedly because he's just obviously a horrible, horrible person. And But I still got to the point where I went, hang on, do I really want to watch five more episodes of this? Or is it time just to go... And, and you more. and you gave and you gave up. And I gave up. I stopped. Did right. you read the Onion AV? I did oh, read the Onion uh, AV. Yeah, yeah. Which excellent. Is completely right. And it was a show though that became people were obsessed with watching because it was bad, and people became obsessed with the kind of how, nothing how, works like this in the world. How did it get so bad? How does that show exist? And how, how does it how does it come about? Allison, I turned off your mic after you said that's our show. Nobody can hear you. You're just coming off like a mad woman. Now I'm turning you on in the control room. If you can hear me, say thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was a bad show. Can you hear me? Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, classically bad. But it still beats digging a hole for a living, right? <laughs> Tell me you still didn't have the time of your life tonight. Thank you. We're out. And then Doctor Who, of course, the end of series three, I gave up of the new one, and so I still haven't seen half of series four. But then, you know, the, 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 but that was Russell. That was Russell T. Russell Davies. T. Davies, and then the first, you know, Matt Smith, um, you know, and series. It, I went back and went. Oh no, I really like this. And and so for you to give up Doctor Who. Yeah, wow. like sad, that, isn't it? So what, it, wa- it was like Jesus had come back and I discovered I didn't like him. It's like <laughs> turning you back on your race. It was a bit, yeah. 
So, and so, so what, what did you go through there? Like, the, what, what are the emotional Well, aspects? was that weird thing where I kept trying to cling on to... Well, yeah, I, I like some so, no, of the episodes each year. <laughs> Yay! I was going, yeah, some of the episodes are good each year. Some, some of them are good. And then, end of series three, he turns into Tinkerbell, and the whole thing is just the worst thing ever. And I went, no, really, really, it's, it's not worth it. So the reason I've seen some of series four is I watched the ones that people really recommended. Which are the Stephen Moffat episodes, oh, yeah, mostly. but even then, they still weren't great. I mean, the ones that were recommended, there's, there's still no, I think, no great classic in series four of Doctor Who and you kind of went well I could easily not watch this but it was it was a bit of a wrench to go really it's not for me now it's for someone else does anyone have any DVDs in their shelf that's still in their plastic? Oh, yes. oh heaps. <laughs> heaps. Heaps. But not because, not because I don't want to... Because uh, uh, you get sent uh, review copies. No, because we buy, we buy box sets of DVDs, uh, of shows that we have seen uh, and liked, and we buy them and then we'll lend them out to people as little tasters to, to get them hooked on, on shows. And so often... We, we have these pristine copies and we'll just lend them out. And they'll go, oh, but the plastic isn't broken on this. Like, That's fine. We've seen it. We love it. You watch it. And sometimes, uh, and then, and sometimes we'll, we'll go, oh, well, we've got this, uh, we've got this piece and I'm giving away. This is, this is a, a secret now that I'm giving away on the show. It's like, oh, we've got this DVD set that we haven't opened yet. And it would make a great present for such and such. So we've bought it for ourselves. But we haven't opened it. Great present. And we give it to them. And then we buy ourselves a replacement one that still sits on the shelf in the plastic. (laughs) Mine's more because JB does those three for the price of two specials. And I get all excited about buying stuff I haven't seen yet. And then never quite get around to opening them up and watching them. And I have occasionally then just downloaded something I have on the shelf because I can't be bothered finding it. You know you're saving 17 cents when you do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause 17 usually, to 35 cents. It's usually when they're like 20 bucks each. Yeah. You know, and so you end up yeah, buying you know, three sets of something for 40 bucks. And so I end up buying shows I probably wouldn't have bought ever. But, you know, I will watch them eventually, I think. Brett, you're, you're the stockpiler. I am. And I was, I was just having this conversation uh, when we first got to the station here off air um, that we have access to so much stuff these days with with good download plans and stuff i I can't even go near movies anymore i don't have time to to have a look at a movie i've got shows that we're reviewing and and shows that i i enjoy and and want to get into watching and and you have to leave stuff you have to leave your little puppies alongside (laughs) as as you're traveling as you're traveling down it because because you just can't keep on feeding them. How many them. puppies you know, have you done you this? Know <laughs> you know they're going to turn into great big dogs because they've got the big paws. Brett's just got a cache of puppies in his car. <laughs> just tossing them out the window as he drives down. <laughs> Lights one up, smokes it a bit, throws it out the window. <laughs> I don't think I'm overworking the metaphor. But, um, so, so you do have to make, make those choices just because we don't have enough time. And it's I, um, I, I think and so it's not necessarily in the main. I'm so used to leaving behind great little puppies <laughs> <laughs> that I don't even remember the ones that nip the kids. You know. But I I, I, I feel that I feel that too. That the uh, uh, th- there are new things that come along, new shiny things that take away my attention, and and you have to you have to make those time decisions. Mm. And uh, a, a lot of people did that with Lost. Series three of Lost, n- notorious for, for for its drop-off rate, because the second half of that series is schnorfest boring. But everyone who gets through that series and gets to series four is really bloody grateful because it's it's all presence and whiz fizz after that. 
so I, you know, um, th- and that's and that's the thing, John. That's the thing that makes me think. Well, what if Dexter comes good? What if? But it what won't. If, it no. won't. Will it? That's that's what sort of annoys me when you go because I I really can't see the idea of clinging onto a show in the hope it will turn good. Because also, well, also, if it does turn good too, people will tell you. That's the thing. You know, if if a show does do that kind of turnaround, people go, oh, and this amazing thing happens. You know, in series five, it, it does this turnabout. Something that we reviewed uh, a few months back, uh, Falling Skies, was it, with Noah Wiley? I was in school when the ships came. They were really big. They blew up army bases. First they came, oh, and they took all the kids. And then they made the kids uh, robots. Which I thought that's was, Mario, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was functional. You guys, I don't think liked it yeah, much at all. Yeah, because it wasn't and, good, and, and, and I stuck with it. It was only a, a ten-parter, I think. Um, and and I did stick with it because I thought there's got to be a payoff on this. So we've been kind of taking our time, just waiting for something to happen for so long that that and you know it does in the end. But it's not enough of a payoff. That was that was quite disappointing. But at least it did, you know. Unlike the killing, it does actually resolve stuff at the end of the series. Oh, the killing! The so, killing we all should have abandoned. So, dare I mention books in this room? Y- y- yes, <laughs> yes, I'm familiar with them. <laughs> but do we finish books? Because no, I've I've abandoned heaps of books. I, I abandoned books. I, I probably have actually a higher rate of completing books than I would television series. Well, I admire you all for admitting abandoning books because you know when we grew up, uh, we were told that you must finish a book. It's some sort of uh, achievement to finish a book. Um, but you know we're treating well if you're writing it, yes, yeah, we're treating <laughs> um, TV shows in the way I treat a book. I just get into the world. Do I like the world? I, I understand the world. Let's get out. I don't care about the end of a show. And there, there are also book, there are also books that I've stockpiled that I still intend to go to go back to. Yeah. Still in their plastic. A room. lot of them yeah. are Don DeLillo books. <laughs> oh, yes. But like Umberto uh, 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 Eco, I was reading in the name of the uh, the name of the rose, um, and and it's a different thing. And and when you're talking about books, it's it, you got to for me, you've got to talk about books. Pre-internet and post-internet. These days, I'm lucky to be able to get into or, or discover what the world's about, even even to get that much into it, because there's so much other stuff going on. But with uh, The Name of the Rose, I got through half of that book in uh, four hours, and it took me another nine months once I got back here to finish off the rest of it. And excellent, like a, 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 an amazing kind of... Kind of image of of the catholic church that it draws and and all of that sort of stuff really interesting but just you have distractions back where where you live and and it just takes forever with, with tv shows i am constantly in 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 some kind of pool when i when i when i encounter a bad show when i go into that world for the first time and i just know that i'm probably not going to like it based on the based on the start of it i am torn between brett's rule of three being three episodes and Glenn's rule of three being three minutes. And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in between. I'm constantly being torn between them like some horrible dance drama metaphor uh, where I go, I, I know I should just stop this and maybe do something else and more worthwhile with, with my time. I've got to say, I don't, I can't think of my head of any show which I started liking in the third episode that I had disliked in the first two. Like, I can't think of any time that I was kind of turned around 
At home with Julia on for a me. show. Yeah, no, but in that case, yeah, I, I love the first episode. That's what I mean. It's very rare. And like, you know, I love the first episode of Thirty Rock. I love the first episode of Mad Men. It's quite rare for me to, I think, to not like a show and kind of get ignoring the racism. Homeland for me. I, I know. I know a lot of. Uh, uh, I like how you ignore the racism, but you're so right behind the misogyny. The, <laughs> uh, a lot of people hated the first episode of Thirty Rock, and it's it's notoriously a, a bad episode. Well, because I read that and I go, I remember watching it on telly and going, "This is hilarious. This is my new favorite show." Like I just it just linked to it in and, a way that yeah. And and counter to that, the first episode of, of Studio Sixty is so it's excellent. really good. Yeah, and then and then the rest of it is increasingly terrible. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is a difficult situation that that we find ourselves in. I think I think we're just going to find it more and more as more television comes to us, more shows get made. There's a lot more that is going to demand our attention. I think we're going to have to make that decision to to dump things a lot more quickly. And we don't owe those shows anything, don't we? No. I feel like we do. No, we don't. No, we, we don't. No, we don't. Know. Maybe you can cancel me. Later. Yeah, it's okay. Thanks, we'll get guys. you through this. Thanks, that helps. No problem. Cutters is produced by Josh Canal with Brett Cropley and John Richards and help from Courtney Hocking and Dave Lawson. John Richards edited this episode. Peter Wilson from Soup Giant is the man behind making sure you can actually download stuff. He's good that way. We'd like to thank 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, for letting us use their studios to record this podcast. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you listen to radio the old-fashioned way. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can show your appreciation by leaving a positive review on iTunes or maybe just telling some friends what they're missing out on. You can also donate actual cash money to us by using the donate button at the top of our website. Donating helps keep the show alive and makes us smile. Our website is boxcutters.net and you can find all sorts of ways to contact us there. Hey, Brett. Josh. Uh... You know what? This is the. I think we've really covered off on this whole ruse. I think people have worked out that I'm not here. What? What do you mean you're not here? Well, because you know how Pete Smith comes in every week to do the ending. Yes. Uh, well, I haven't. Hang on. So you're not here? No. But if if you're not here, uh, does it mean that are Brett and I here? Holy crap! My mind's just exploded. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters. <laughs>